future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. If you don't want to miss any of our episodes, be sure to follow us uh, on YouTube or any of your favorite podcast channels, iHeart, iTunes, Spreaker, any of them. Uh, so today, as always, we have incredible women. We have uh, my friend, entertainer uh, extraordinaire, <laughs> actress, singer, uh, dancer, I do yeah. a little of that. Yeah. Uh, Susan Anton. And then later in the show, we're going to have uh, Barbara Lazaroff, uh, known for her co-founding of uh, the Wolfgang Puck uh, uh, Restaurants. And yes. Brand. That's brand. what I was thinking. The, well, it, brand. it is. It's big now. Yes. It's big, big. And, uh, of course, she's also a remarkable designer, uh, philanthropist, mm -hmm. and producer. We're going to have Barbara on later in the show. But first up, please give a warm welcome to Susan Anton. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello, my friend. Hi, how are you? I am so happy to be here. We talked about this, I don't know, two months ago, and yeah. you said you have to come on my show, and yep. here we are, we're doing it. Intention. Here we, here we are, intention. Intention. Right. And also, uh, I'm so excited you're going to be speaking at our conference, the Live yes. Love Thrive Conference in November I'm here really in West Hollywood. I'm, I'm so looking forward to yeah. that. And, and singing. And singing, and She Tank, right. which I know we're going to talk about, and yeah. you're going to talk about with Barbara as well, because she's involved with that. Yes. Which is a, a great idea uh empowering all the amazing women out there with fantastic ideas of how to move forward in your life yeah. and the country's life with great products and ideas and inventions right and then supported by other amazing women right right what better well, way to do it you know 360 karma of course is all about women helping women yeah so, um, and in that vein, I also want to mention that uh, you have an amazing show this weekend. Thank you. At Fatello's. I do. So if people haven't uh, had an opportunity to see you live and in person to perform, I know they've seen you on television and lots mm -hmm. of various uh, venues, but... Um, to see you in person at Vitello's this Saturday or Friday, Friday, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. Well, yeah. it's really from uh, Catherine because I've been singing my entire career yeah. and I've been in this business now a good forty years. Yeah. I started when I was we were five. five. Yeah, <laughs> see, we got that down. Yeah, we got that. We worked that out. Um, but uh, yeah. I, the, my band has been with me for over thirty-five years, and so it's seldom that we get an opportunity mm -hmm. nowadays to really find a terrific venue where we can come and just have an intimate evening. Mm -hmm. with friends and family and um, you know do the music that we love whether it's the Beatles or Bob Dylan oh, or oh yeah you know I'm a kid from the 60s I yeah. was influenced by music that had a message and I think if ever music had the opportunity to bring people together and heal people and hopefully get a message out there in a in a non-political way, but yeah. in a, an informative, thought-provoking way, music is the message. I so that's that. what we're going to do. Yeah, and music is so universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I want to talk about, you know, how you uh, ended up uh, on the road to entertainment and whatnot, uh, your your beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, I find that really interesting that you actually grew up here in California. Native Californian. But in, nobody would ever guessed in a tiny little yeah. town. Yeah. Like a, on a farm picking apples, picking apples. And, and, and a one-room yeah. schoolhouse. Yep. Who to thunk? I know. Well, you know, you yeah. never know where, you, where you're going to get your start. Right. And um, I was 
was raised on an apple ranch, like you said. And there's a little town on the way to, uh, if anybody that's living in the Los Angeles area, if you drive out to Palm Springs, there's yeah. an area called Yucaipa, and then there's Oakland. And my great-great-grandfather pioneered that area, and we, they raised apples, and my grandfather did. And we still have apple trees up there today, and we still own some land up there. We have seven waterfalls, and there was a one-room schoolhouse. Is that where they came up with that thing, how about them apples? You know, or an apple a day, <laughs> or an Anton a day. Right, there you it go. all works. But uh, literally, my grandfather went to this schoolhouse. It's still there today. It's a historical oh uh, building, you know, so it's been preserved. My mom went there. I went there, my brother. And yeah. I, I would ro- ride my horse to school. Yeah. My dog, Frida, would sleep under my desk. Yeah. It, there were only two of us in the fifth grade. Oh I mean, third God. grade, myself and Mike McFarland. And I, I, I hope I just, Mike's listening today. He's still there. He's still in Oakland. Is he yeah. really? I had such a crush on him, you know. But uh, I, I jokingly say it's the last time I was head of my class because there was two of us and I and I was I excelled beyond Mike McFarland yeah you were the valedictorian huh yeah I was of, of the third grade at the at the old schoolhouse and you know so yeah that's how yeah, I, nobody would have ever thought no. that you know knowing you today or your your glamorous career that you went from farm girl to glamour girl yep yeah well you know it was yeah. funny though because I think my same as me you know well you like know, I said earlier people always get you and I mixed up you know? constantly <laughs> what can I we get do it all the time people say Catherine I could know it's Susan <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you know, a funny thing. When I was uh, a young kid on the Apple Ranch, my grandfather belonged to the Apple Growers Association, yeah. and they needed to have a beauty queen. And yeah. so I, at the age of 13, was Miss Apple Growers Association. And so that you was... You too? No, you I'm just too. kidding. Yes. <laughs> yes. We share that as well. But that was my first show business thing. You know, right. they put that crown on my head and I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, then you put your sights on the big city, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, on a dare from my high school boyfriend, who's still a dear friend today, mm-hmm. I was very shy because I'm 5'11", I'm tall. Mm-hmm. And I was really shy because I felt like I didn't fit in and... And so he was really great, and he said, I think you should enter the local beauty pageant, and it'll be good for your confidence. And lo and behold, I, I won that, and I went on to become Miss California, and then I went to the Miss America pageant, right. came in second runner-up to the ballerina in Michigan. But that but was really life-changing. It huh? was life-changing, yeah. and I realized yeah. how much I felt alive when I was on stage yeah. singing, yeah. And, and there was an audience, and I thought, no, this is this is what I want to do. Right. Yeah. So that really was when I realized where my calling was. Right. And, you know, sometimes people say they, they uh, feel a drawn to acting or singing or whatever. And I think they do it for the fame, but I get the idea Mm -hmm. that uh, the feeling that you just did it because you loved it. I do. Right. You know, know, and and, and when young people, uh, and the fame just happened. It, yeah. you know, which yeah. is fantastic because um, you get a nice table at one of Barbara's places. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but I just loved it. You know, I loved how it made me feel when I could take a story because music for me is such a relatable thing. You know, mm-hmm. be, uh, one of my favorite quotes is is uh, um, uh, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he says, genius is merely the recognition of your own idea mm-hmm. unacted upon. And we all have thoughts and feelings and ideas, but we don't act on them. Right. And a songwriter takes his thoughts and feelings, and mm-hmm. he puts them into a little two-minute story or mm-hmm. three-minute story, 
and he relates to so many people out there mm-hmm. who are going through the same thing. Right. So it's it's a way to connect to all the other souls that either have a heartbreak or a celebration right. or a love affair that you yeah. know, you're falling in love. And so music is that connective fiber right. that I believe you know unites us all. Right. So I think that's why I loved it so much right. and still do. And then also uh, just to feel I, I you know it's so different to film than to do something live so mm-hmm. uh, it's so rewarding isn't it to get that actual feedback like I know you were on yeah. Broadway and yeah. you probably had that you yeah. know immediate feedback that you don't always get on film or television yeah I love yeah. live performance even like this exchange that we're having yeah. right now yeah. is so much fun because you're not thinking about it too much you can't yeah. get in your head yeah because you really have to be available to what's happening in the very now moment in the present yeah, yeah because otherwise you're going to miss the magic yeah. You know, because it, it's like when people aren't listening, they don't. You, how many times are you watching? Because since you're an interviewer yeah. and a very good one, I might say, you know, when people are interviewing somebody and a, a guest will say something and the interviewer is so set on asking the next right. question, yeah. they don't hear that the guest has just said something like, don't you want to follow that up? Right. You right. know, so, you know, the, the now moment really requires being present and listening. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did that growing up on the farm impact you? throughout your life because you know everything we take from our childhood yeah, I believe yeah. carries through with us to whatever we mm-hmm. do how do you feel like that impacted you well you know I think because I come from very humble beginnings yeah you know my entire family my mom and dad were very hard workers they were married um, 55 years before when daddy passed away he, he passed first and, and mom followed him 10 years later mm-hmm. so they're up there in heaven dancing having a big old time and a very loving wonderful family that was right? it I yeah, had I had lucky. such a solid foundation and yeah. we were up there in the, in Oakland on this apple ranch we had animals and we picked apples we had a very and you were horseback Oh, yeah. 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 Horseback riding all the time, bareback riding. Now, you do know, you do that now? I have done it occasionally. Okay. I don't do it at so much anymore. You right. know, not that I wouldn't love to. Right. It's just not, not that Because you might up. look funny walk, you know, going around well, Beverly, Hills Beverly Hills on a horse. Beverly Hills on a horse. Yeah, or I would fit right in. <laughs> it would be the next big thing. You know, there's Uber and then there's Susan on a horse. You know, I could, I could charge for that, too. You just gave me an idea. Horsper. Yeah. <laughs> right? Move but my I horse have, app. The horse app. I think having those really organic roots um, gave me a good foundation going into the profession that we're in here because mm-hmm. so much of what we do is, is to kind of take life and gloss it up. Mm-hmm. And make it happen in two hours or mm-hmm. in a mini series, and and life happens in a slow unfolding process. Mm-hmm. And if you're not grounded in something that has depth of reality to it, mm-hmm. then you just kind of like a, a helium balloon, and you're going to float up, right. and you're not going to be connected to anything. Right. So, so I think, yeah, I know people want to know when you uh, when your you know how did your career start to take off? I know you shared with me uh, the Miss America pageant mm-hmm. was really a catalyst to that because through that you met a casting agent. And, I did. Yeah. Eddie Foy the third uh, was one of the judges at the Miss America pageant, and also Mike Westmore of the famous Westmore. They did all the makeup for all the movies of mm-hmm. back in the day. And so I had zero background in show business. Mm-hmm. No one in my family of farmers and, you know, hard workers had mm-hmm. any experience. And so I thought, I, who do I turn to? Yeah. I thought, well, let me give him a call. And I called Eddie. He was casting over at 20th Century uh, Fox at the time. He's since passed away, but he was so terrific. 
And he said, well, why don't, first of all, you need to have a musical director. You need somebody to work with you musically if that's mm -hmm. what you want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And so little by little, you know, I worked with this guy, Larry, for many, many years. Uh, now I have Michael Chancellor as my musical director. But I started to learn uh, how to put a show together, how to orchestrate a song, how to get my feelings into a song in a recording studio, things like that. And then, you know, then somebody else, and he said, now you need an agent for commercials. I said, oh, okay, commercials, and the and Wright agency. What commercials did you do? Oh, my God, I did so many of them. <laughs> but that was really the catalyst. First, yeah. I started off doing little local things, you know, yeah. um, and then finally I got my big break. There was a product that they don't advertise on air anymore. Muriel yeah. Cigars was a big account back in the day, and especially on the NFL. Yeah. Uh, when they had Jimmy the Greek and Brent Musburger and the NFL show, and, and they still did smoking commercials on okay. television. And Edie Adams, who was a glamour queen of the 50s, had been their sole uh, spokesperson. I got that gig. And it was a big deal, and so I then was invited on all of the talk shows. Oh. Uh, and Johnny Carson and Dinah Shore had a show at the time, Mike Douglas, but Merv Griffin, uh, who just up the street from here uh, had his studios forever. Yeah. And Merv just became a champion, and he had me on like almost every week. Oh and gosh. from there, Fred, Sol uh, Fred Silverman, who was the president of ABC, mm -hmm. discovered me, signed me to a deal at ABC, and then when he went to NBC. And so I did a lot of TV, and and that's how, it's just, yeah. that's the way life is. You have an Emmy nomination. I do for my first uh, uh, film role, Golden Girl, where I played a track star, not to be confused with B. Arthur <laughs> and those Golden Girls. Yeah. No, I played a, I played a, it was interesting, too, because it was before steroids and all of that was such a controversial thing for mm -hmm. the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And my character was supposed to be this uh, manufactured kind of bionic woman mm -hmm. and went to the Moscow Games and, uh, and won five Olympic medals. Oh, wow. And as I, fate would have it, that was the one year that the U.S. boycotted the Olympics. We didn't go. Oh. We, they were in Russia. Now, was this based on a true story? It, no. Oh, okay. No, totally made up. Yeah. But that was, the, but I did get nominated for um, a, a Golden Globe oh for my, my performance. Gosh. That must have been exciting. Pretty darn exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and to this day, I make sure I get it in every bio. And I, <laughs> yeah, right? And, yeah. and so many exciting things on your path uh, from television, movies, uh, variety shows. Yes, yes. Right? And um, and then some people don't know that you opened for the famous uh, Frank Sinatra. You traveled all over the I traveled country all with over him, the right? country with Frank, which yeah. you know we have these full circle moments. I call them. Um, when I was at home watching television as a little girl babysitting while mom and dad worked, I watched a lot of the musicals on television. I fell in love with Frank Sinatra, yeah. you know, the skinny little crooner there. I thought that guy's amazing. And then years later, there I was. His opening act. Yeah. Um, it must have seemed surreal. It was totally surreal. Yeah. yeah. And we were touring. I mean, that's the, as big as it gets. Frank. It, Frank. I love Frank. To that's this day, my favorite music. You know, if yeah. you put on a little Frank, you're going to feel better. Yeah. We you do know? mean little Frank. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I relate. Yeah, that was Sammy Davis Jr. He was uh, who I also got to work yeah. with a lot. No, yeah. I've been very blessed to work with some of the greatest in the business. Okay. Frank, speaking of yeah. little, you did date Dudley Moore. I did. Which, <laughs> you know, that's how I met Barbara. Dudley and I used to go to Spago's all the time. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know uh, you, we were talking about it last night that you uh, actually were dating him when he did Author, which I yeah, absolutely. Arthur. It's one of my favorite movies. I mean, it just yeah. it's so funny. Such a it, funny movie. Well, you know, it was funny. We had just started dating, and he, we were hanging out one afternoon or whatever, and he was reading a script, and he would just, you know, that cackle. He would have this laugh. Yeah. And he was just like, so that, was, that was real. And I said, yeah. what? I, oh, yeah. And I said, what are you reading? He said, it's this amazing script by Steve Gordon 
about this guy who's a drunk, and he's, it's the funniest thing I've ever read. Yeah. He said, usually if you're a, you know, you're a comedic actor, you're l- lucky if you get one good laugh every five pages. Yeah. He said, Arthur, there was five great laughs every, every page. page. It was. And, and it was. It yeah. was just, and so I was there on the set for the entire filming oh of that. Oh, my God, how fun. It was amazing. And Liza, you know, of course, is in that, and Sir John Gilgood. And, uh, yeah, um, what a cast. Yeah. Um, and, and Dudley, what, what do we have to say about Dudley? Just one of the great people, great entertainers yeah. that we ever had, and you know, in my life personally, he was really a very important uh, person because Dudley was one of the first men that I ever dated who wanted me to just really know that I had value. Speaking of women empowerment, mm-hmm. he adored women a little too much, but he adored them. <laughs> uh, and he wanted me to know that I was complete on my own, that mm-hmm. I didn't need a partner, a man, a position or anything mm-hmm. to complete me. He wanted you to fly. He wanted me to fly. Awesome. You know, and uh, That's good to know. Yeah. He was yeah. really empowering that now, way. Now, what about Sylvester Stallone? You dated him? And- for about a year. Yeah. yeah we dated yeah. For, you know, Sly is one of the funniest people on the planet, and really? I don't think anybody knows that about him because yeah. he has this, you know, big, yeah. you know, tough persona, mm-hmm. but incredibly smart, obviously, mm-hmm. but so wickedly funny. You know, yeah. so that it was, so maybe he should have been an author. He 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 could have done it. He he would have been a whole other thing instead of that Dudley's cackle. It would have been a lot of oh yo, but you know. So, uh, what has been the highlight of your career? If you had to pick something, do you do you? Does something come to mind? Well, there's a few things, but just before I, it's not a career thing, but I will tell you career-wise, but since we're talking about men, the highlight is marrying my husband, Jeff. Hi, honey. I was going to say that. 25 years. 25 years. You know, so he's in the green room, so mwah, mwah. But, we um, love Jeff. I think his picture's up. Oh, oh, you got a picture? I think so. Well, and he's very handsome. At 25 years, handsome and yeah. such a love. He's a good man. Yeah. And no my dad even said, years. Susan, if you don't marry him, I will. <laughs> he loved him so much. But career highlight. Well, if you didn't marry him, I was thinking about right? it. <laughs> well, he's off the market, everybody. But quickly, because I know you have to wrap up. And he's in production. He and is. He's a director. A wonderful producer. You guys have a... Uh, Big Picture Studios. Big Picture in Studios Las in Vegas. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we've got... A, a film that we're uh, making with Billy Bob Thornton, which is really exciting. Oh, about, cool. You know, so I, I probably can't talk too much about it, but it's happening. Yeah. And um, career highlights, though, I think was maybe performing at the Kennedy Center Honors. And so oh. there's just been a lot of them. And, and you told me uh, the White House. And the White House. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, first President Bush and beautiful, his wife Barbara, my earring flew off and she ran over and picked it up and brought it over and, and gave it to me and said, dear, you're going to need this. Uh. You know, she put <laughs> Wasn't it back there home. a movie called The Girl with the Earring, the, oh, the girl yeah, with that's the golden right. earring, the gold, something. I think it's it a was whole, it about you and Barbara. <laughs> you know what? That was the subtext. Now that I think about it, <laughs> exactly. So, what's ahead? What do we have to look forward to? I know you're making your way back to LA more often, yep. and a lot of course, more. the show is this weekend at Vitello's. Yep. And uh, what else can we expect from you? Well, you know, yeah, getting back into the yeah. swing of things here in town, which I'm finding really exciting, especially at this age of you know this time of life, because I feel like I have so much more history and experience to bring to things. I don't have to be the young girl anymore. And you know, at my uh, conference where you're speaking and singing, uh, the Live Love Thrive Conference in November, we kick off the morning with a panel called Forever Young, which is women in their 80s and 90s who are still kicking it. Exactly. And I say, that's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. Right? I mean, we are going to be kicking it in our 80s and 90s, aren't we? Yeah. You know, and I even heard that I think it's Allure magazine is now banning any advertising that says anti-aging because it's here. 
mm-hmm. there's no we're not going to anti-age. We want to embrace right. aging. It's inevitable. Age gracefully and and, and empowering yeah. and abundantly and yeah. thrive. Live, love, and thrive, baby. Right, right. But a lot more speaking, hopefully, on the horizon is uh, also something else that I'm, I'm right. enjoying as a, a new uh, adjunct to my career. Right, yeah. and I love that because I know you spoke at last year's um, Women, Women with a, with a yeah. Purpose conference, and everybody loved your story. It was great fun. It's your own story about uh, finding your way and, yeah. and and how you have empowered yourself and changed through the years. A lot. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we all do. We all bob yeah. and weave and, and as we get older and wiser, hopefully. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, life becomes even even better and oh, more so wonderful. Much, so One of the sweeter. things I love that you said is that you have found that you just want life to be simpler. Yeah, I like the yeah. bigger, smaller life. Yeah. A bigger, smaller life, which is what I find, you know. I've, I've been blessed to experience a lot of the grandness of life. Traveled far, dated, you know, famous men, lived in big houses and all of the fancy accoutrements. But now I really crave the sweet center of it all, you know, mm-hmm. that delicious little center of the chocolate and um, you know my husband Jeff and I we have a dog and we have a beautiful life and it's uncomplicated and it's and I just relish it so much yeah 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 well that the most important things in life are family friends laughter love and we can lose our way too many times when we get caught up in you know when we watch all of the uh, the advertisements and the shows and everything else and we start Mm -hmm. to think it's like a dear friend of mine once said like people magazine should really be people you are not magazine and because everybody's trying to be somebody else or something right. else instead of investing all your energies into being the best possible you. Right. And every single person has been given a gift. I mean, yes. that's why we're here. Yes. You know, and obviously your gift uh, is music, uh, singing. Thank you. Singing, I love dancing, it. And, and, yeah. acting. and uh And, you know, to use that for, uh, for the greater good, right? Right. For films yeah. that matter, uh, to bring people yeah. joy in your live yeah. shows, uh, and, and that's what brings someone joy themselves is to use their gift. Right? Always, yeah. always, right? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, you've always you you delight me so much because your enthusiasm to connect people. And to because you see the potential in all of us, and you and you're so quick to go, Susan. You need to meet so and so because they love that too. And and then you are always putting people together in the it most does wonderful bring me way. Joy. Yeah, it's and it shows all over your adorable face. Look Thank at you. you. Isn't she cute? <laughs> Thank you, honey. Well, I am so happy to have you on today, and uh, just adore you. I adore you. And. Um, it's just so nice uh, when you meet people that are very accomplished, that they're very down to earth and authentic. That's what the uh, life is all about. And uh, I, I just wish your career to continue to flourish in this new direction of speaking, continuing to entertain and act. And uh, I know beautiful things ahead. Uh, thank so you. Thanks for being My such friend. a Give wonderful. A oh, thank you. And uh, we are going to be right back with the remarkable and wonderful Barbara Lazaroff. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Love, Thrive show, where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment. It seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, they remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live, Love, Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. 
Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops and our second annual women's conference in West Hollywood, November 3rd and 4th of this year. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and support you to live the life you love. RTB Financial Group empowers women to raise the bar and take control of their financial future. For more information, visit rtbfinancialgroup.com or call Amanda Barr at 424-284-4216. The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. And we are back with Barbara Lazareff. Hello, Barbara. How are you? It's exciting. It is and exciting. Yes, it was amazing how much you and Susan looked alike. It was just <laughs> phenomenal. I think we used to look alike too when you had dark hair, right? I, that's right. Yes, yeah, okay. but since I went blonde now, you know. I know. I know. That's true. How are you? I'm great. Oh I'm my really gosh. Great. You're a woman of like 185 different uh, uh, capabilities. I mean, you are, no grass grows under Barbara. Except yeah. my mother used to say, my Barbara, she can do everything except sing. So, oh, <laughs> so oh that's to me say, too. Yeah, so I have to say, Susan, good yeah. for you. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, but I not know. us. Not yeah. us. It's not our thing. So, uh, you know, I think people would like to know more about, um, you know, where does Barbara come from and what's what's your path to L.A.? And uh, I, I found it really interesting that you started uh, very... Um, Humbly. Humbly. There's a good word. I'm um, still humble, but I started yes, extremely humble. But you know what? When we start off humble, don't you think a lot of times we can Is take that through life? Is humbly a word, actually? I'm not sure that's really... Yes, but, I, st- I was but born very in, humble. The, in the South Bronx, yeah. and then I moved yeah. to Queens, and then we were in Long Island for a couple of years. I started college very young. I started yeah. at NYU, and actually I was in the theater and dance program there. Unfortunately, I broke my left ankle in 1970 before I even got right. to the classes but so before we even get to that changed. one thing i'm thinking about with you is uh you know you grew up across from this school where these privileged girls went and everything and you were saying uh you know it, it was tough because you didn't have all the change of clothes that they had and everything and now i think it's so interesting people's childhood and how it affects them today it's because true. you were like such a fashion icon and and it's interesting well, that it came from that I, yes i yeah. have four closets of clothes now yeah but that's because um you know, I had to be in the restaurants every single night, uh, right. seven nights a week at Spago, right. uh, up on the hill. In 1982, we opened the first Spago. And um, actually, in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of clothes. And I still remember uh, certain people would say things to me like, oh, I love that every single time you wear it. <laughs> I won't say <laughs> that who that like was. sounds like a Beverly a num- Hills comment. <laughs> a number of times. And so gradually, I... Um, I Stepped started collecting yeah. things, and um, and I'm also fascinated by um, fashion anyway. Because mm-hmm. many years ago, one of the girls that lived around the corner thought I was going to, and I thought too I was going to be a fashion designer, couture, because I used to sketch. I also mm-hmm. liked to draw. This is when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would draw, and I would. Uh, I was thinking that was going to be my pathway. Yeah. But I was also when I was young a ballerina. So there were a lot of things I was interested in, and including right now you know I have a lot of different things that fascinate me 
But yeah, you just keep reinventing yourself, and I love that. It well, keeps life interesting, right? Um, so you and hectic. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, before I went into the restaurant industry, I was on my way to becoming a physician. So my background's in biochemistry. But even before that, you went to <laughs> NYU to become an actor and a dancer, right? Yes, but even there, yeah. because I was on an academic scholarship, I had to take um, certain classes. So I was yeah. very interested in biology and chemistry and I worked in the acid base laboratory at Roosevelt Hospital in New York City and I had I had three different jobs to go to school because right. I had a partial scholarship a government loan and three jobs it's very unlike my sons who have right gone through um, their Times education change yes, right they've, they've had the privilege of let me ask you growing up in the uh, Bronx did you ever uh, I, you know what I love about the Bronx uh, author Avenue Oh, yeah. Arthur Don't, Avenue oh, is amazing. Oh, I love Arthur but, Avenue. But I was eight when I left. Yeah. I subsequently went back to um, the Bronx years ago with a girlfriend and her kids, my goddaughters, twin girls. Wait, you have, I have to mention you have 24 goddaughters. I have 20. Well, <laughs> I think I, that's got to be a record. Yes, 24. Yeah. One, unfortunately, is deceased, but I always say I have 24, and I have four godsons. Yeah. Yes, well, they keep saying, I want her. Yeah. One of them recently had a birthday at Spago. She said... I, at, when she was about two, she saw me across the, the um, playground at the school where I took my sons. She goes, I want the lady in the Lello hat. <laughs> and so that's how it's come to be. Well, so. Barbara, you do stand out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a special lady. You have a great essence and, a, you know, you have a unique look and you're, you're just, you know, something, that, you know, something I, very special about you. Thank you. I think it's very important, though, that one of my goals is really um, not only with your, your event coming up, but uh, having started Women Chefs and Restaurateurs 25 years ago um, as the only restaurateur and, well, the only non-cooking restaurateur and yeah. having been involved in a lot of political organizations and educational organizations. And you, you are involved in so many organizations that make your head spin. Aviva Center yeah. org and various things. For me, it's very important that young women understand that it's important to get an education, that no man in a white horse is going to come along. Right. And um, on a white horse is going to come along and save them. Right. And I, so, I think that's the most important. So you message. had a very uh, mm -hmm. humble beginnings, but your parents and especially your mom was very supportive, right? Always. And I, I and miss that her helps. greatly. Yeah, that helps. Went to NYU. Great school. Well, I went Great to school. NYU, Hunter yeah. School. I was at started to, at NYU. I was at yeah. Berkeley in the chemistry department. Right. I was, but yeah, then many let's talk about you broke your ankle. So that changed the trajectory of what you were yep, going to be doing. Absolutely. Which is interesting because, you know, probably, you know, I don't, you know, you could have been a, a, a dancer uh, and an you actor, know, but, but that broken ankle, you know, everything happens for a reason, which seems like something that's a obstacle. Uh, sometimes it changes the trajectory because the universe had a different plan for you. And then look what happened. I mean, you ended up, you know, co-founding well, this famous brand that is uh, known around the world today. And, you know, had you become the dancer, this might not have happened. So that's my I point. I think is that, that what you know in life is yeah. if you're going to be a dancer, it's a, um, it's a pathway that's limited. Right. to a certain time in your life. But for some people, that is their calling, their gift. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something I enjoyed. It, yeah. There's great beauty in it. I yeah. still love it. 
But there were other aspects of my personality and my curiosity mm-hmm. that I'm not sure I would have just stayed on that pathway alone. Mm-hmm. As I said, I was very interested in the sciences. Mm-hmm. I was um, and I'm that always I think reading. would shock people that you really took a liking to uh, to to science. And, and, and biology and, and medicine, that that was something you were very interested in and changed your, uh, your studies to psychology, right? Well, biochem-based psych, it's, biochem it's a little psych. different. Okay. So I, I really think that um, what people don't understand is they, they often think that the right and left side of the brain and all of, you know, what, what the, com- the lay people consider, you know, separation of interests, brains, and capacities are so delineated. I don't believe that at all, and it's mm-hmm. been shown not to be so. You have mm-hmm. physicians that are great painters. You mm-hmm. have pe- researchers that are great poets. Mm-hmm. You have people doing but many But you have met things. some accountants. They are totally left brain, right? Totally. I, I, I know I have. They are bean counters, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, There are some people that are really all one or Un- all the other. Unequivocally, but, yes. But there, I think there are a lot of people who definitely have that balance of both, and, and you're one of those people because you're a good businesswoman and you're creative. I can see the two. Well, know. with the Wolfgang Puck brand, when we began, um, actually in 79, before we opened um, really our first restaurant, the idea was I was interested in the marketing aspects. Mm-hmm. I put Wolfgang, uh, my former husband, still business partner, on TV. I looked at how many markets the um, mm-hmm. show would be in. Uh, I used to write speeches. I used to, I wrote the prose for the first book. So let's bridge this like for people because you went from uh, wanting to study science and whatnot and then you end up out here in LA meeting Wolfgang and starting this worldwide brand. Tell us how that I always correct people on this and people think I'm being nitpicking. We met each other. Yes. Or, you know, um, because people always ask, how'd you meet Wolf? Well, Wolf was a, you know, a chef, a cook at Ma Maison at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a student, and we did meet, and actually in a private club, and I thought nothing of it at the time. But uh, his friend was trying to uh, talk me up, and he <laughs> was, it didn't appeal to me in the least. So I leaned <laughs> over to the next person that was sitting there, and it happened to be Wolf. And then we got speaking, and his English wasn't uh, exactly great. So uh, it, it turned out that he had a cooking school, and I showed up the next day because I was interested at the time. My Wait a minute. Interested in cooking or interested in him? I wasn't that <laughs> interested in him, actually. You're I was interested, interested in cooking. Okay. Yeah, as a friend. I was actually living with somebody who's still so a very good friend of mine. So things with him didn't get cooking right away. No, didn't get <laughs> cooking right away. No, but um, we, um, we kind of hit it off, and... Uh, I think I was helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> in the beginning, and then it turned into something more. But you know, that is history now. Right, that's history now. But the, uh, not the restaurants, but the relationship is history. And I have a lovely man in my life, uh, John John Hanwell, and we've been together for almost fourteen years. Oh, that's and wonderful. He, we have very common interests because he's an industrial designer. He's a great guy, very kind. But people uh, but are always fascinated with the story. Of course, the story because, um, I, okay, so I read your chapter in Ren, uh, Ren Women, Women, which is Renaissance Women, right. uh, if anybody wants to pick up that book. And you also have your own book. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't mention to you, but I did a little book with a friend, uh, my friend Tricia Lavoie, called um, uh, Wishes for a Mother's Heart. And um, But what I was going to say is um, in that I learned that um, – 
he wanted to open like a, a little Italian restaurant with like checkered tablecloths, and you were like, no. No, no, it's not going to happen. He wanted to call yeah. it Cafe Vesuvio, I believe, like the mountain. I think that's yeah. what Wolf related to in terms of yeah. something a, a that was A lot of people unique. don't know how influential you were in his success and building this brand. Uh, but every location is spectacular your designs and uh your negotiating and things and 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 you know they always say it isn't there don't they always say behind every successful man is a woman right and that would be you in this case and i like to believe we're walking yeah. alongside or in front sometimes yeah you know yeah i hate to propagate or continue the image of uh, a woman always standing or walking behind a man especially with all of the the uh, organizations i have to yeah, promote young you women right and yeah. to have them prosper and have them grow as human beings and, and understand the importance of their role in the world in terms of, you know, getting educated and going out there and doing uh, and moving the world forward. I know you're a big proponent of that, and I love that you talk in your uh, Renaissance book chapter about how important it is for women to not just have creativity but to have tenacity and uh, education. No, I, I think there are, you know, you can have, there are loads of people with ideas, as Susan yeah. said as well. You can have ideas, but you really have to take them to fruition. You have to make them a reality. And sometimes they have to be tested because some of them mm -hmm. just won't work right. at the time. Right. And, the and zeitgeist, to learn from the failures and keep going. It's Because yes, we're all going to have them. We have them, but uh, it's about the Well, not you and me, but everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, We've had failures. Of we, course we I have. designed a beautiful restaurant that was around for a while called Eureka, one in Malibu. That was in West L.A., one uh, Granita in Malibu that was mm -hmm. beloved. But there are times But the funny thing is change. everybody remembers the winners. You know, I mean, you guys had you so know, many winners. You know, actually, within the within the scope of the landscape of where people are, people remember Malibu, remember Granita very well, and people who loved the restaurant brewery because it was so ahead of the times, mm -hmm. uh, so ahead of breweries at the times. They do remember it, and they keep asking me often, still to this day, whatever happened, why did it close? Um, and it's a complex, you know, melange of reasons about why businesses close and that's why when we do our conferences for women chefs and other events I try to explain that you can have an idea you can have talent uh, often it's the business element that fails mm -hmm. understanding getting educated and understanding the, the bottom line about business the understanding how to read a P&L understanding food costs understanding mm -hmm. labor laws all of these issues are so important, and this is where often people think they're just going to go out and open a business. And just they because they have a love of it, yeah. 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 You know what? I'm so excited that you're going to be on our She Tank panel. I am Which well. is the night before the Live, Love, Thrive conference. Right. It's the first year we're doing this. We have a panel of seven amazing women, including yourself, that are Thank investors. You. And they're going to listen to the pitches of female entrepreneurs. So this total women helping women get started and not only for uh, the investment part of it but for the knowledge and the contacts to teach and mentor those women and this is what we need more of if we're gonna have more successful women we need more women who are successful helping out those women that are coming up and I'm so excited because I know we have a couple of uh, Restaurant-oriented uh, pitch uh, yeah, entrepreneurs but, pitching, but more than, and they can learn so much from you. But I'm more than that, I've that. been I've been blessed to be honored twice by the National Association of Women Business Owners, which I yeah. know are getting involved in in the conference in your conference. It's very important to understand there are organizations out there yes. for women, 
NAWBO, you know, NABU, helps women and has classes, uh, master classes and, um, you know, beginning classes, explaining to women about business, about how to make a proper business plan, yes. how to do things, how when you hit a, uh, a pitfall or a, a challenge, how to, well, how to make it a challenge instead of an obstacle and, and you how know, to utilize that. And so often, and, and you gave some advice in the book also about if you don't know how to do something, find someone who does. Absolutely. And I think that's the one thing that stands in women's ways that uh, they have a great idea, they want to be an entrepreneur, and they don't move forward because they don't know how to do this or they don't know how to do that. And instead of finding someone who does so they can move forward, they stay stagnant and they never jump. They you know. do, but I have to say, I or think they jump and they fall because they it's, don't. It's find fascinating. The who can help Men them. in business will do this sometimes. Women may not, but women are learning to do this. And I find it fascinating because if you think about the old adage, men won't ask for directions, right, when they're driving, right. But women but say they ask will for directions. But they starting a business, yeah. But so it's important, and I don't think you have to be proud about that if you really don't know how to put a business plan together, or if you're at a much further. I, I can't say who, but recently. Somebody who's extremely successful in their particular area in hospitality put together a business plan to raise a great deal of money. And the problem was they were expecting to receive all this money up front. I sent them to my transactional attorney and I said, look, you're going to have to explain it. I, th we're too close. I don't want to insult the person or insult mm -hmm. their business acumen. But um, you can't expect to get return on your money first. If you're going to get, whether it be a venture capital person or a group of people to invest in your business, you have to understand you have to wait behind them somehow. Right. You know, you can get And it paid, was something that was not her strength, you're saying. Yeah. It, it wasn't completely, yeah. um, completely not, in quotes, not her strength, but it was certainly not what she excelled at best right. because there was a serious issue and a, and a deadline. This is what uh, the 360 Karma community is about and why I call it 360 Karma. It is about us helping each other. Like Susan and I were saying, everyone has a gift. And so why don't we say, okay, this is my gift, but I can't do this, this, and this. Absolutely. Let me find someone in my community who does because the whole point is, is you're supposed to be using their gift so that they can use their gift to help you. And not only that, That's but what makes it 360 Karma, is right. helping each other with each of our different gifts. Yes, but yeah. partnering up with people is a great thing because, yeah. you know, you have the engine, you have the caboose, you have all the cars in between. We cannot possibly run a great um, brand, a great restaurant, uh, not a catering company, any of it, without all of the staff and all of the individuals from the people washing the dishes. If you don't have clean dishes, right, and if you don't, if you don't have people, the wait staff uh, providing hospitality when people are walking in and when right. they're leaving, the most salient moments and during the experience. If you don't have a great environment, good lighting, you don't have a clean environment. Um, people that are really understanding the needs and and maybe ahead of the needs of the people. I'm in the restaurant, and you're saying my, my acting career. Well, you know what I do? I'm, I'm very earnest, but I do a lot of acting in the restaurant, too. We yeah. have to. Yeah, just in a different capacity. You have sure. to engage with people. Sometimes yeah. people are lovely, and sometimes they're very 
Yeah. Uh, they're they're in a mood. You yeah, know, things I've never happen. Never met any they're, of those. No. <laughs> they're they're making business deals. Yeah. Something's happened with family situation. Yeah, they're not happy with their from. table. Somebody's waiting too long. There's always invariably there's things that are occurring, mm-hmm. and you have to be on your toes about that. You have to understand it, and almost thinking about the guest needs ahead of the moment is yeah. is really a gift in itself. I, I was shocked when you shared with me that people still call you directly to get reservations. Yes, yeah. don't, we shouldn't be putting that out there. <laughs> no, no, don't call her. <laughs> but um, I just I find think, it fascinating. I You're not, think yeah. people, the other night, I, hello, is this Fago? <laughs> They're calling myself. <laughs> I go, no, but I can give you the number. But then <laughs> friends do. There are situations that yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, um, I do make special uh, events and parties where I know that people want certain treatment. Right. Or they well, now that we're talking about it, can I get there tonight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I do want to, I know we're talking about your amazing conference, but I am involved in a lot of things and I'm. You have one, uh, actually a big one coming up, the ki- the Hunger Kids? No, kids no Kid Hungry. No and kid Nancy hungry. Silverton, the yeah. great chef from the Mozart Group, oh is being gosh, honored. Oh my gosh, she's and amazing, we have world famous. Amazing, well, she yeah. was our first pastry chef at oh Spago. Oh my gosh. In 19, Nancy 1982. Yes, Mark Peel brought her in. Wonderful. Then they got married. Yeah. And Nancy's being honored, and Mary Sue Milliken is um, also one of the founders of WCR with me. And we have amazing they find chefs. Out about it? Well, you have to go to nokidhungry.org. And I also, I brought a little piece of paper here. Now, I know Susan didn't need to read from anything, but I mean, Mm -hmm. my goodness, we have Gino Angelini, Elizabeth Burkheim. We have Roy Cho, Cho, Josiah from Citrine, you know, Citrine, Mm -hmm. Melise, Michael Chimarusti. We have Susan Goyne. We have so many chefs that are participating, and it's going to be relaxed and fun. Green Acres, uh-huh. and I'm also I've got events Hebrew University, um, ICRF, the Israel Cancer Research Board, Sheba Hospital. These events are all coming up uh, that do major research for finding cures for cancer, other kinds of ailments, and they share their knowledge with the world. These mm-hmm. are major organizations, and I'm very proud to be on the board and that. to have these uh, events coming up. What I love soon. showcasing on my. Uh, uh, show and at the conference uh, and everything that I do is women who are successful but are paying it forward and giving back. Yeah. I think that's what well, it's all I don't, about. I don't think you can live in this world or this community and not be involved. All of our guests have causes. Yes, I have things that matter to me. Uh, children being hungry in our community and mm-hmm. every year I also do a Passover Seder at Spago. It's 34 years now for the elderly, and we did for 29 years our American Wine and Food Festival for Meals on Wheels. To think that in this great country you have children that go to school so hungry, or children that cannot go to school because they're so hungry, and then we have the elderly that have to choose between their meds and food. It's it's pitiful. Right, and you're instrumental in that program where they get the backpack of the food, so So it carries them through the weekend, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm so happy to share that with everyone that you do that. Thank you. And uh, I know you're a great mom. Uh, you, we, I have you talk two great about sons. Yeah. One is getting his PhD in the history of science and technology. The oh, other well, then one he'll just probably graduated. End up being a dancer. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and the kidding. other no. And his wife is <laughs> at McKinsey Consulting. There, we just got married two years ago. And my younger son just graduated from Cornell, the hotel management oh. hospitality school. Oh, so fantastic. he wants to go into business. So I'm very proud of them. Following and I, I must, I have to say one thing. Yeah. All of these businesses are difficult. They all involve a lot of work and love, but I think being a mom is the hardest one. And also, I want to say, if you go online, 
to Amazon. You can you also get have dinnerware. Barbara Lazaroff. This Flame of Life dinnerware is mm-hmm. based on the design I did for Spago Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and beautiful. All of the money goes to about thirteen charities that oh, I support. Oh, I love so that. So I don't make funds with this one. I like to give it away. And what I loved um, when we uh, did discuss when I did read your book uh, chapter in Renaissance Women is well, how it's actually Dale. Griffith Stamos's book. I'm in the book yeah. with a lot of great women. Yeah. I like to a say lot. I'm I'm probably the least interesting woman in the book. Oh, I doubt that. There are some but, great um, women in that book. One thing I loved is how aligned you and I are on uh, women's empowerment and that the only way we are going to make this world a better place is to have women in more positions of influence, including politics. Um, and that is what will influence our environment and trafficking and all of these things that are Absolutely. just gotten out of hand in this we world. We have to more women in those positions. We have of to be impact. in areas of policy making. Yes, we more have CEOs, to be signing the checks. Yep. Um, sadly but true, money is power. Mm-hmm. Power is money. I, we I see it right now, and it's unfortunately. And it's it's so important for women to understand that we our voice we have to back that voice with finance finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to stand on our principles. We have to we have to believe in what we do, but we have to not just speak it. We have to act upon it. Right. Absolutely. And we have to motivate other people to act upon it. In other words, uh, not just talk about it, but take some action. Absolutely. Like and sometimes you have to dip into your bag to do that that's right time money or like we said mentoring other women if you're already successful Um, so thank you for giving back and being such an extraordinary woman that is such an example of how you can be and should be and and just a lovely uh, remarkable woman in this community and if anyone wants to help the Aviva organization the abuse girls in our community and see their work Mm -hmm they can watch the impact on the young girls because they're so they can get close to them there's a luncheon at spago coming Mm -hmm. up in october october 25th you can come to lunch you can get involved join the platinum circle or you can share your assets your mentoring or your your mentoring abilities your skill set whatever and i just want to say even if you're not interested in any of these particular causes find a cause go out and do something and change the world by changing your community and the communities around you, you will ultimately change the world. Absolutely. And I look forward to everyone coming to uh, Live, Love, Thrive Conference and She Tank to meet both of these remarkable women, uh, Barbara Lavazaroff and Susan Anton, and many others that are on the panel and speaking. Uh, It's coming up in November, uh, 360karma.com for your tickets. And uh, just thank you so much for being here. And I hope every person listening will go to the computer and and get involved with one of these organizations and uh, just make it a great day. Hugs and happiness. Thank you for having me. And I'm, it's just amazing how much we still look alike. It is. <laughs> Have a great day. Mm-hmm.